Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionists and dietitians from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We explain the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned for practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through real food nutrition. Slow down, you move too fast. You got well, to welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Darlene Kavist, and for my career... I'm a certified nutrition specialist and a licensed nutritionist. And personally, I'm a mother of two and a grandmother of four. Wow. You know, and then there's Bella. Bella's my little dog, and she's my master. Sweet Bella. (laughs) You know, I've been a licensed nutritionist since 1996, when the state of Minnesota required any and all nutritionists and dietitians to be licensed. And that means... Continuing education credits every year, which I always am pleased to do. You sure do. (laughs) You know, I'm delighted to join you all this morning to talk about how nutrition affects our mental health. And if you've been noticing in the paper or on newscast, it is a big problem right now. So this show and podcast is very timely because the president of the University of Minnesota just announced its first ever system-wide student health initiative. Now, Jennifer's going to talk a little bit more about that health initiative. So, good morning to you, sir, ma'am. Good morning, Dar. (laughs) It is a delight to be back in the studio with you. It's been a few years. Yes, it has. It has, yeah. And this show sure is timely. Now, this health initiative is the University of Minnesota's effort to expand research and outreach on the issues of depression, anxiety, and other areas of mental health, and also to create new campus support for the students over the next three years. You know, this is getting serious, isn't it, Don? It is. It's very serious. So, so here's another interesting fact coming out of the National Institute of Health. You know, when we're putting together these shows, we're always looking at some of the newer research, and they found that young adults ages 18 to 25 have the highest prevalence of mental illness at about 29%. Now, just kind of think about that. That's almost 30%. And I always think, well, that's close to 33%. Mm-hmm. And that's like one-third of that age group, or one out of three people in that age group mm-hmm. are having some mental health challenges right now. Yeah, that's staggering. Mm-hmm. Today, Dar and I will address how good nutrition can help reduce anxiety for both adolescents and adults. And, you know, why do we have Jennifer on the show today? Because she's lived it. I sure have. (laughs) Go ahead. I won't interrupt again. No, from a very young age. (laughs) So if you or a family member are having panic panic attacks or generalized anxiety, or maybe you can't sleep due to worry and the anxiety. We hear that a lot. We do. Or maybe you have trouble focusing or completing tasks. Or perhaps you have constipation all of the time. Or maybe you have diarrhea all of the time. It's kind of like diarrhea often. (laughs) Yes, it is for people who are anxious. Absolutely. Perhaps it switches back and forth due to that anxiety. We also, some people call it IBS. Mm -hmm. You know, Dar, I could go on and on describing behavioral signs of anxiety, and I'm sure listeners out there have their list of symptoms that they deal with. I am personally familiar, like Dar said, with many of these symptoms symptoms of anxiety because I experienced anxiety even as a small child. 
and struggled with stomach aches and couldn't sleep. You know, my poor mom, here she has a toddler, yeah. two and a half year old, and oh. she believes she's having a baby and it ends up being twins. And oh. she didn't know because ultrasounds weren't a thing back then. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. And, <laughs> and then here, I'm this colicky baby and I'm a very anxious child. Mm-hmm. And had it been me having the babies, I would have thought, wow, I just have a needy child. I wouldn't have recognized. And I think that's probably what a lot of people yeah. thought. Just a needy child. Definitely. So I want to share my story with you today because I think it may help so many of our listeners. My name is Jennifer Anthony. And, and I, you used to uh, have a different name. I did. It was Jennifer Schmid. <laughs> so some listeners, if you recognize my voice, yes, I was Jennifer Schmid. Now I'm happily married and now I'm Jennifer Anthony. Sounds great. Yes. <laughs> and I've lived through many health problems over my lifetime. And again, some listeners who recognize my voice have heard my health conditions, my past health conditions. And so what I have found is that what I eat can either make my symptoms worse or when I eat the correct foods for my body and brain, I can be free of these symptoms, free of anxiety, free of depression, free of gut pain, free of osteoporosis, and free of those sleepless nights. You know, Dar, it's good to be free. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting because you just said when you eat the right foods for your body. Yes. Now, they might not necessarily be the right foods for somebody else. That's right. So that's why we have to really look at people individually. Exactly. And that's kind of what we do when we're working with people. Yes, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. No. So everyone has heard the saying, you are what you eat. And Dr. Amen, a well-known psychiatrist and author, said, if you eat junk food diet, you'll have a junk food mind that is less capable of thinking quick, Sharp decision-making, and you'll have more anxiety. That's right. Isn't that interesting? Very interesting. So, you know, everyone feels nervous from time to time. And honestly, (laughs) most of us on Dishing Up Nutrition are nervous every time we step up to this mic. That's right. And people can usually hear it at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) And being nervous is different than being anxious. It really is. Because nervous is just for fleeting moment it's fleeting it's maybe butterflies versus that debilitating anxiety that can overwhelm you or even that feeling of hopelessness Mm -hmm. and you've been there i have i certainly have when anxiety starts to hold you back in your daily life whether being work school or relationships then it's time to find some solutions my anxiety affected my work and it affected everything in my life So I tried different modalities, psychological counseling. I tried medication. I even tried over-exercising. And it didn't work. Very limited results. And it was at that, you know, around the time I had hit rock bottom. Mm -hmm. That's when I had my, I had had two emergency intestinal surgeries in 2012, followed by a diagnosis of osteoporosis. Mm -hmm. That was my moment. You know, Dara, I was a hot mess. (laughs) (laughs) And I had been listening to Dishing Up Nutrition for many, many years, almost since the very first show. Wow. And I decided. I was very nervous then. Oh, were you? (laughs) Didn't come. I couldn't hear it. (laughs) I fake it well. (laughs) (laughs) So I decided to give nutrition a try. 
I met with a dietitian at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, and she helped me change my eating choices. And you know what? It changed my life. In fact, I would say it saved my life because at that time I had also stopped absorbing food. So not only your anxiety, you had osteoporosis. Yes. You had serious intestinal problems. Yes. So you had a lot of health challenges. I had challenges. a lot of health challenges. So according to the National Institute of Mental Health, anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the U.S. You know, during the pandemic, about four in ten adults now in the U.S. report symptoms of anxiety. Wow. Before we got had got hit with this pandemic it was one in ten reported symptoms of anxiety so as you just heard looking at those numbers we really have an anxiety problem on our hands we sure do so if you or a family member are struggling with anxiety i suggest that you take a careful look at what you're eating you may be thinking how can food affect my thinking well food can i think your thinking and your ability to handle stress and we're getting stress thrown at us every day we are so i always tell clients that the brain needs nutrition and it needs nutrients and a lot of people don't even think about the brain needing nutrients no, it's a new concept so we have to kind of start to think how am i going to feed my brain so that i can start to think right and have less anxiety so Today, Jennifer and I want to walk you through some very, very important biochemical steps that you can implement into your daily life. It's all about food and what to eat and when to eat so that you can have less anxiety. And I think Jennifer is telling me it's time for break. Okay, so you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You know, I'm Darlene Kavist and I am in studio with Jennifer Anthony who is sharing how she recovered from a serious anxiety disorder when she learned to eat what foods to eat to support her nervous system and what foods to avoid because they were causing high anxiety for her. And we'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You may have noticed that since the onset of COVID-19, you're tossing and turning more throughout the night, Perhaps even before the stress of the pandemic, you were not able to sleep seven and a half to eight hours most nights. And now it's even more of a challenge. Did you know that lack of sleep increases your risk of of obesity and even diabetes? Lack of sleep can affect your cholesterol numbers. I think that's a surprise for most listeners. Oh, I think so too. Mm -hmm. Lack of sleep can also increase your anxiety. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. And for some people, just taking 400 milligrams of magnesium glycinate before bed is all that's necessary to get a solid night's sleep. I never go without my 400 milligrams of magnesium before I go to, I think all of us, it's done. Yes. (laughs) For others, it's a much more complex and challenging problem. Certainly is. Yes. (laughs) When my friends ask me questions about sleep, I always advise them what worked for me. And that is to make an appointment with one of our nutritional weight and wellness nutritionists or dietitians. They have answers for you. If you are experiencing challenges with your sleep, call 651-699-3438 and set up an appointment with, with a sleep expert. So, you know, we were talking before break about 
what to eat and when to eat to kind of help manage your anxiety. And I think it's really great to have you on, Jennifer, because mm-hmm. you have lived it. I have. And you're not a nutritionist. No. But you have a very busy career. I do. So if you can do it, other people can oh, do it. absolutely. If I can do it, anybody can do it. So what do you do? What's one of the first things that you do that is just a must? Well, must for me is I found the first habit to set my brain on the right path is to eat breakfast every day. And so the first thing I do after I get out of bed is I drink 14 ounces of water. I want to hydrate. I've, I've been sleeping all Oh, your all brain night. needs water. It yes. does need lots of water. And then I like to eat breakfast about a half hour of waking up. Mm-hmm. Why? Because my brain needs the nutrients in food to turn on or wake up my brain to help it work properly. So just that one thing, mm-hmm. eat. Yeah. Eat breakfast. Eat breakfast. Makes a world so, of difference. So here's something else that's interesting. Research studies upon research studies mm-hmm. upon research studies <laughs> link a poor diet to high levels of anxiety. So what do we need to eat to have an anti-anxiety diet? What does that research mean? What is it? What are they? What is an anti-anxiety diet? Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you. An anti-anxiety diet has a, overreaching focus on blood sugar management. And then you say, what does that mean when I say blood sugar management? You might be asking, hmm, what does that mean? You know, so Jennifer and I are going to kind of talk about the focus on foods in an anti-anxiety diet. That, you know, it, first of all, it focuses on eating frequently. Mm-hmm. And we need to eat frequently to balance our blood sugar. That's right. That's so critical. It is critical. So when I had my first appointment at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, my nutritionist emphasized blood sugar balance. And I didn't really understand the concept completely. Yeah, but it takes a long time for people. It does. Yeah, it's it's science. I didn't really understand the concept completely, but she wrote out an eating plan for me to follow and recommended that I eat every three hours in balance to keep my blood sugar numbers in a normal range. And she explained to me that when I skip a meal or snack and my blood sugar goes too low for my body and brain, I can easily feel anxious. And again, she said to eat every three hours. And you know, Dar, we kept it simple. It can be overwhelming going from a way of eating to completely changing that way of eating. Yes, it can. It can. Mm -hmm. So we kept it simple and and eased into it and it it made it a lot easier and it's, it's not eating every it's not easy when you have a very busy work yes. schedule to make sure that you eat every yes. it's it's a challenge mm-hmm. it is a challenge and i know we've talked to people every day that oh i forgot to eat today yeah. you know mm-hmm. people get busy <laughs> so what does that look like eating two to four ounces of animal protein so be like two ounces at snacks four ounces at meals and what do i mean by animal protein things like steak Chicken, fish, eggs, protein, even protein powder. And then two to three cups of cooked vegetables. And I stress cooked because they're easier to digest. And for me, having the two intestinal surgeries, I need to do that. And then cooking those vegetables, sauteing them or even roasting them in a tablespoon of fat. Adding that tablespoon of fat every time I eat things like butter, coconut oil, ghee, avocado oil. And you know what? It worked. It changed my life 
dramatically. Dar, tell listeners why it worked. Well, you know, Jennifer, your eating plan worked because our brain needs glucose or sugar to function. And that's something I don't think a lot of people realize. You know, our brain only needs this correct amount of glucose. Not too much and not too little. Just the right amount. So here's an example. If you eat vegetables and some fruit, that really contains the exact amount of sugar or glucose that your brain needs. But if you did a big bowl of cereal or a bagel... That would result in too much glucose or sugar. Yeah, and that reminds me of a book, Always Hungry, and the author said a quote that I love, and that is, if you eat a bowl of cornflakes with no sugar added, or if you eat a bowl of sugar with no cornflakes added, your body's not going to know the difference below, below the neck. Oh, like that's that, interesting, yeah. yes. So, again, if you eat just fat, so maybe you just had it. You grabbed a tablespoon of cream cheese. That wouldn't be enough glucose. So your brain would not get turned on to deal with the stress that we're all dealing with right now. That's right. My nutritionist taught me that an anti-anxiety diet with a focus on eating two to four ounces of animal protein, for instance, like for a breakfast, that would look like two eggs sautéed in butter, with spinach and maybe a half cup of sweet potatoes is a great meal that would be a great way to start my day and manage my anxiety. And, you know, maybe your teen doesn't like fried eggs. Well, how's this for an idea? How about a breakfast of egg salad or even chicken salad with avocado slices along with a side of sliced red peppers, celery slices, and homemade sweet potato wedges? I think that sounds delicious. Yes, and I think for people that are short on time, perhaps maybe a protein shake. And we've got a lot of great recipes on our website. And that's something you can pre-make, have them in the freezer, and thaw them out um, each day. So you can have a chocolate one. You can have a strawberry one. Yep. Doesn't matter. No. So, so here's another favorite breakfast that many of my clients like. They make this our recipe, our home homemade chicken salad. Mm-hmm. It's really good. And they just put that on a slice of rye bread, 100% rye. Mm-hmm. And rye bread is better than white bread or wheat bread because it is designed to balance our blood sugar. That's right. Isn't that interesting? I always find that fascinating. Me too. Now, I know if if you're gluten sensitive, Mm -hmm. well, you can't do that. That's right. You have to do sweet potatoes, but that's okay. It is okay. And I know that that rye, that really dense German rye is what we're talking about here. Right. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a better choice. And for some reason, my blood sugar is sensitive and it's hard to keep it balanced. I think that's not uncommon, Jennifer. Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of people that have more of an anxiety type of chemistry, they have very sensitive blood sugars. I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. So I need to focus on eating and not skipping meals or snacks. You know, I don't want to be hungry. I certainly don't want to be hangry. No, you know, I don't want my blood sugar to get too low, so I eat on a schedule. Actually, by the time I'm hungry, it's kind of too late. My blood sugar or blood glucose level is too low, and I'm already at that high anxiety level. You know, that's interesting, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. If you look back at diets historically, they mm-hmm. always, so many of them have said, you know, don't eat until you're hungry. That's right. Listen to your, yep. And when I was reading some research many, 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 many years ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> it said when, it's just like what you said. Yeah. When your blood sugar is 
is when you're hungry, your blood sugar is already too low. So you have to eat to protect your blood sugar. You do. And to keep that anxiety level at bay. So is that meaning that we should probably go to break? Yes. Okay. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. As I was preparing for this show, I looked over some recent research from the National Institute of Health about using the probiotic bifidobacteria reduced anxiety and depression. The study participants suffering from chronic stress and anxiety reported feeling less anxious and had better moods after taking three bifido back or taking. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Not only did I struggle with anxiety, but I was also diagnosed with osteoporosis at the age of 38. Oh my gosh. I know, so young. I was concerned because I didn't want to break a hip bone in the future and end up in a nursing home. I learned that even chronic sleep loss can lead to lower bone density and eventually to osteoporosis. In a recent test on my bones, I'm happy to tell you that I no longer have osteoporosis. Isn't that perfect? Yeah, it's reversible. Yes. And I now have normal bone density. So how did I do that? How did I rebuild my bones? By eating real food. And staying away from sugar. And staying away from sugar. <laughs> Along with a special bone building supplement called Key Osteo Plus. And if you have questions about bone health, call 651-699-3438 and we will gladly answer any questions you may have about Key Osteo Plus or any of the other supplements that we're going to talk about today. So, you know, Jennifer, before we went on break, mm-hmm. we were talking about this research out of yes. the National Institute of Health that said that when people added the probiotic bifidobacteria, mm-hmm. you know, two or three times a day, that their anxiety and depression decreased and got much more manageable. And so what I usually, and I've been doing this for a number of years, and I think people get tired of me saying, <laughs> do bifidobacteria, do yeah. bifidobacteria, because it has such an influence on our body. It does. And it affects our health of our small intestinal mm-hmm. tract. And that's where you break down all your food. That's right. And that's where you get your, 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 actually you, you make your neurotransmitters down yes, there. Yes. Yes. And you which know, is some of the chemistry that, mm-hmm. uh, as nutritionists, we know. That's right. And we've studied, but most people don't know that's that. That's right. It, it was a game changer for me. And you know, I've heard that bifido is nature's Prozac. Right. And yeah. we first get it when we're breastfed. That's right. 70% of our good bacteria should be that bifidobacteria. Right. It's so critical. And what an easy thing to do. Yes. Is to add that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes before you eat so that it gets to work. That's right. So where are we then now? Um, what I was going to mention is that, you know, we were talking about blood sugar. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when we're counseling clients with some he- mental health issues, whatever they might be, we always suggest eating at least four times a day, mm-hmm. maybe five, maybe six. You probably have to eat six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. we're also individual. We all have different nutritional needs. And so we always include some protein, some animal protein, some vegetables, and some healthy natural fat. And it's really, really, really important to avoid man-made fats mm-hmm, and high-sugar processed carbs. Um, you know, 
think about what is a high sugar processed carb, a pot, pop tart. Yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. So after working with clients for maybe about 40 years, I've come to realize the most of those dealing with chronic health problems or anxiety or depression problems need very simple directions and easy to make meals and snacks to help them get the nutrients into their cells so they can start feeling well again. Mm-hmm. So they, they have some energy to cook more complex meals. Absolutely. So I try to go simple, easy foods to make and eat is the answer. It is the answer. And you can make delicious, simple meals that yes. are absolutely delicious, like in our weight and wellness cookbook. It's really about all about planning, prepping, getting getting into that new habit or routine. And I've been doing this now for nine years and it's you always have to think about it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It it doesn't come easy. It doesn't come easy, but it does eventually once you keep doing it. Then it becomes it. a routine. It's yeah. It's part of your life. That's right. This is the way you do things. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Yeah. And yeah. then then you don't have that worrying anxiety over what am I going to eat? When right. am I going to eat? It's right there. It's already made. Exactly. <laughs> So to get over my anxiety disorder, I needed to take my my nutrition plan to the next level because I had an anxious gut. I needed to change my gut health and heal my gut in order to change my moods and anxiety level. That's a new word, a new way to think about Mm -hmm. anxiety. It's an anxious gut. That's right. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Mm -hmm. That gut-brain connection. Right. There are actually many studies showing the gut-brain connection and the relationship between the intestinal microbiome and mental health. You know, these studies have been around for years and I'm happy to say because I've been around for years, (laughs) I probably read them all. (laughs) So finally there is more awareness that our brain is actually connected to our gut. People are starting to realize this more. There's so much research, research out there on that. And a study coming out of Canada 10 years ago in 2011. See, 10 years ago. 10 years, we've known this at least. Show that the gut can communicate with the brain and affect behavior and can certainly affect anxiety levels. And I had a lot of anxiety bugs and we might call that bad bacteria. And that contributes to that anxiety. My nutritionist shared that I needed to add probiotic foods. Which would be like something like sauerkraut. Yes, sauerkraut, um, cultured yogurt, mm-hmm. um, you know, pickles. Some people love those. Kimchi, if you like it spicy. Mm-hmm. And really needed to add those and supplements to change my microbiome and intestinal health. Now, remember, I was a colicky baby. I didn't sleep well. I had gut pain. In general, I was a miserable baby. My poor mom. (laughs) And she had twins. (laughs) And she had twins and a toddler. (laughs) So, yeah. When the intestinal tract lacks that good bacteria, that beneficial bacteria, you just cannot digest foods well, which leads to symptoms like gas, heartburn, more diarrhea or constipation, More importantly, without beneficial bacteria, you cannot produce your brain chemicals, also known as neurotransmitters, which is why my nutritionist added bifidobacteria to my daily regimen. So I would take two to three capsules 
before each meal. Sometimes I would do the powder form because that would be absorbed a little bit better. That would be in water about a half a teaspoon to a teaspoon. And I would always include that animal protein in those meals. And you know what? I felt better almost immediately. In fact, I was feeling better, Dar, in about 10 days after changing my eating. Wow, that's great. Yeah. And you had a lot of issues going on. You know, I think, Jennifer, this is such a new concept for so many people. Let's kind of go back over. Um, you know, we, you, because you said we need good bacteria mm-hmm. to produce our brain chemicals. Yes. Who would ever have thought that? Yeah. Because you know, where are we, where do we make these um, neurotransmitters, our brain chemicals? Well, I think a lot of people think you make them in your brain, but you don't. 90% of your serotonin is made in your small intestinal tract. Isn't that amazing? It is. But then you start to think about, you know, I think we think about neurotransmitters, but we also think about other brain chemicals. Mm -hmm. uh, Those that affect people's memory. Yes. So if you are having gut problems, Mm -hmm. you might also be having memory problems. Definitely. Now, wouldn't that be a simple solution? I know because I'm older, (laughs) a lot older. (laughs) Uh, Keeping my memory is so important to me. It is. And I think it is for most people as they grow older. Because if you lose your memory, you lose everything. You do. You absolutely do. getting your gut in order and healthy mm-hmm. so you can make those brain chemicals. Absolutely. It's just so important. It is very important. So, you know, the whole gut brain connection is really rather complex, but doable. It is doable. So let's break it down so everyone can understand it. You know, we really, when we're working with people, we really believe this thing that's called nutrition education. Mm-hmm. Because I think people have to understand why they're making these changes. So it's easy, you know, once you understand, then you can do it. Yes, you need to know the why. So again, let me explain this one more time. Uh, you, you know, you when your small intestinal tract has bifidobacteria, you can actually break down and digest your foods. Now that doesn't necessarily just mean... Uh, you know, making your neurotransmitter is makes mm-hmm. your B twelve. It does also make your which is vitamins. important for your memory and mood. Yes, <laughs> you know the protein you eat actually breaks down into amino acids, which then makes the brain chemicals those that neurotransmitter serotonin, like Jennifer just explained. And we're needing to go to break here, so you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'd like to share a story about a teenage girl who I worked with about seven years ago. You know, her anxiety, and this is a true story, that her anxiety level was so high, she could not make herself go to school. You know, her mother did not want to resort to medication because she had tried that with an older daughter, and it didn't have very good results. So what we did, we slowly changed her diet, and after about six months of eating real food in balance, and taking some bifidobacteria, she was able to go back to school. Wow. It wasn't easy, but she was able to do it. Mm-hmm. And just recently, I learned that she graduated from college and is wow. moving to California for her first professional job. That is excellent. Yes, it took some time and several appointments. 
and a mom that was really supportive. <laughs> but now she's healthy and happy young adult. So real food, some help with understanding how important food is, mm-hmm. worked. It sure did. That's a great success story. The power of eating real food in balance. Yes. So, we'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. It is no surprise that since the pandemic started over a year ago, many people have gained weight. An easy way to get back to healthy eating and away from the ice cream, the cookies, the chips, the beer, the cocktails, is to take a Nutrition for Weight Loss series. We have two dates available for this series starting next week, starting Monday, March 1st and Wednesday, March 3rd. And the classes are filling up fast. All of them are taught in a Zoom format. So you don't have to leave your home. This is a real food plan. No star- no starvation, no prepackaged processed foods. And it's a lot of fun and done in a, in a good group setting. So give us a call at 651 651- Six nine nine three four three eight to sign up, or you can also sign up online at weightandwellness.com. You know, in these classes, also Jennifer, I think I, I try to emphasize all the time that we're working on people's health, mm-hmm. all overall health. Yes, and so it might be they'd be working on their anxiety yeah. or on their depression or on their aches and pains or whatever, mm-hmm. because real food influences all those things that's right and the weight loss is just a secondary benefit to what other things are healing so kind of to wrap up their show today jennifer we were you were you made a lot of changes i did and you're you're feeling great Mm -hmm. you know so maybe let's let's kind of talk about some of these changes sure so give us give us some kind of ideas of you know what you did and how sure. you did it and some of those things. Sure. Well, you know, all of these changes don't happen overnight. No, they don't. They don't. But you can change your brain when you change your nutrition, when you change what you're putting in your mouth every day. That's a concept that's hard for people to understand. Yeah, definitely. But it works. It does work. When I was in a treatment center, I was given kind of a one-size-fits-all eating plan Mm -hmm. that contained a lot of sugar and processed carbohydrates. And that's a lot of what I craved, a lot of what I wanted to eat. Of course. And that kind of sent my anxiety off the charts. And it also created a lot of gut symptoms like we talked about earlier, the bloating and things like that. When I made my nutritional counseling appointment nine years ago at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, I was so tired of the anxiety. I was ready to do anything to climb out of that deep well of fear, including changing my nutrition to change my life. And sometimes it takes that. Yes. Being down in the hole. Mm -hmm. Hitting that rock bottom. Yep. Because of the ongoing stress due to the pandemic, we need to eat better for our brain health, for immune function, and to minimize our anxiety of the unknown. At first... I saw my nutritionist every other week, and to this day, I still check in with my nutritionist every few months. So, he, Jennifer, you mm-hmm. still go and check I do. In. I do. I still need that support. Because it's so important for you. Mm-hmm. It's so important for me, and there's you know health issues that pop up, yep. or maybe I want to tweak my eating plan a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I want to get some more ideas 
because mm-hmm. I'm such in a busy, intense job. Yep. You know, how can I? You do. Help? I mean, you have, yep. you have a very intense job. Yes. And so I need to focus on eating every three hours. So food breaks are a must for me. So what does that look like? Go ahead. Yeah. Well, Let's I find out. I I always pre-plan lunches. So I I make food in batches, and I'll bring that leftover lunch. And for snacks, I mentioned earlier about the pre-made protein shakes. Those are very easy. And when I'm busy and I don't have the time to really sit down and chew my food well, that's a really good option for something quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was thinking, you know, teachers, mm-hmm. you know, they 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 could do that easily. Yes. You know, what you, in your job, you can do it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's It, it can be done. Yeah. It absolutely can be done. I really like those epic bars, the meat bars mm-hmm. uh, that we sell. Those are great. The the um, almond butter packs or cashew butter packs, those are great too for a healthy fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. I have a lot of ideas, and I like to change it up too a lot and and get a good variety in as well. So, got any other ideas for us? Well, I could maybe go through how I meal plan. Um, I really like to have a day of grocery shopping for the meals that I'm, you know, the the ingredients and the recipes that I'm making Mm -hmm. along with different snacks and things like that. I really like to do an egg bake or that crustless egg quiche that's in our cookbook and just have that just to warm up a piece in the morning. Mm -hmm. And that makes it really easy um, because I do like a warm breakfast. And then um, I will have lunches already pre-made and then for dinners i'll have um different proteins on hand that i might already cook in bulk ahead of time might roast a a bunch of vegetables things like that so i always have something easy to mix together and warm up so it's you know when people start to thinking about this it's you have to cook two or three meals Mm -hmm. at one time at one time it's sort of like like what you call batch cooking or that's right Cook in volume mm-hmm. so that you can always take something for lunch or, yeah. you know, if you get home late from work, you've got it, mm-hmm. you know. And I'll also take a day to prep ingredients, to chop vegetables, to mm-hmm. do things like that. And that way, when you go to make the recipe, it's kind of like cooking show style where, where you're just throwing things in. And that makes it easier, too. So, you know, the other day, uh, because I was feeling a little tired, but mm-hmm. I needed really good food. Mm-hmm. I had already cut up everything for a stir fry. Very nice. So all I had to do is cut up the chicken breast, mm-hmm. and it came out just great. And it was so simple. Yeah. You know, I had dinner ready in probably five ten minutes. You know, you know, I had onion garlic in it. Tasted great. Yeah. Easy fun. to do. You know, it's, but these things for people that have never been eating this way. That's right. You have to go one step at a time. You do, and start out easy. But then as they start to feel better, mm-hmm. then they're willing to do more. Yeah, yeah, and it can be a lot of fun. It definitely can be a lot of fun. Before I made my appointment to get nutritional help, I had been eating lots of carbohydrates and as little fat as possible. And that's kind of typical for it a is, lot of people. Especially coming from that era of low fat, no fat. Yep, Exactly. You know, I ate very little protein, but I sure ate a lot of sugar. <laughs> yeah, I sure did, though. 
It wasn't my job or the relationships I had at the time creating my anxiety. It was what I was eating. So I changed my diet because I wanted to get rid of my anxiety. It was hard giving up some old food friends, the licorice, the fat-free cookies, the fat-free fruit-flavored yogurt. Yogurt pretzels were another thing I would eat a lot. But being free of anxiety was so much more rewarding than any sweet treat. And you know what, Dari, don't miss it. Yeah, and you know, but you probably did it first. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a habit that yeah. the, in your body, your cells had gotten used sure. to that that sugar, and you yeah. kind of like that little bit of sugar high that you got. Absolutely, I did mourn it in the beginning. That's for sure. I did and miss it. Then, you know, after you have eaten this way of balance, mm-hmm. your cells adjust to that, and they're not really craving that sugar any longer. That's right. And so it isn't like you're on an eat a diet. No, it's not a diet at all. It's, I don't crave those foods anymore. Right. And it is not the way you probably grew up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, you know, I, you, your mom had three little kids. Yeah. And was your mom working? Yeah, she worked a full-time job. So, and so, yeah, it's hard, you know, to, hard to make a lot of meals. So what might, might, what might be a, a meal that you... Or something that you went to when you were a little kid, like a three-year-old, what would you be eating? Well, I'd go for the chips. I remember <laughs> after school, I'd go for the chips, um, cookies, things like that, usually processed foods. Mm-hmm. And that ended up making you more anxious. That's right. It definitely contributed to that. So we really appreciate you listening today. We hope you got some ideas as far as how to manage your own anxiety and your teen's anxiety. So our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. You know, it is such a simple idea, but it's a powerful message. So eating real food is life-changing, and it's been great working with you, Jennifer. And thanks, everyone, for listening to me. It's been great working with you, Dar, too. Thank you so much. All right. Slow down, you move too fast You got to make the morning last Just kicking down the cobblestones Looking for fun and feeling groovy Down the cobblestones, looking for fun and feeling. Cool.